Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, hello there. This is Allison Scammell. And our episode today is full of practical, actionable tips that will help you attract your ideal clients, no matter if you're new to business or you've been at this for a while. I chatted with multi-passionate entrepreneur, Julie Ciardi, about how to make over your social media to create human connection. Julie shares the number one misstep she sees entrepreneurs make when it comes to their social media, how human connection can bring in ideal clients without spending any money on advertising, and how leveraging your personal brand can help you build an authentic business. We end the discussion on a great challenge that will have you well on your way to fully booked with a waiting list. So please stick with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best, so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. And today, we're talking to Julie Ciardi about how to make over your social media to create human connection. Julie Ciardi is a former Fortune 500 marketing vice president turned multi-passionate entrepreneur. She is the podcast host of Ignite Your Side Hustle. Julie believes that there has never been a better time for women to create an additional income stream that is aligned to her passions and purpose on this planet. Julie is dedicated to helping women create profitable side hustles that give them joy, purpose, and profit with proven, timeless business strategies in today's online world. I learned so much from Julie in this episode, so may you receive as much from it as I did, please enjoy. Welcome, Julie. I'm so excited to have you on the show, and I'm really thrilled to unpack this topic with you. So happy to be here, Allison. Thank you so much. Nice. Great. So I want to start out with missteps. I don't know. I like to start out with this question for some reason. What are some of the biggest missteps you see entrepreneurs making when it comes to their social media strategies? that prevents them from calling in their ideal audience? So two big things that I see. First and foremost, 
they don't have a strategy, right? I think a lot of entrepreneurs will look at social media as something they need to do in their business versus it actually being a very strategic way for them to find their ideal clients, their customers, and that connection. And so the biggest thing that I see first is that they don't have a strategy. Mm. And the strategy is critical because, as you know, I mean, the next shiny object, you know, it's Instagram, it's LinkedIn, it's TikTok, you know, it's all the different platforms. We can get very distracted by thinking, well, should I be doing that in my business? Should I be doing this in my business? And I always take, take a step back and say, we got to go back to basics of business and figure out what your strategy is and who you're trying to reach. And then we decide which platform is the right one or white right ones to actually bring into your business. So it really all starts with who they're trying to serve. Who are they trying to reach? Because sometimes their ideal customer is not on the platform that they think that they have to go and start doing now, right? So it really starts with understanding who your ideal audience is. And when I say understanding that, I mean really getting under the covers of that. Who is she? Who is he? Where are they hanging out? What are their thoughts, their fears, their desires, right? Really getting underneath who this person is, because then they get to decide, okay, so if my goal now is to use social media as a tool to reach my ideal person, I got to know where they're hanging out. So first and foremost, who is your ideal customer? Where are they hanging out? That is, how are you going to be able to reach them? That is one of the first things when it comes to having a social media strategy that you need to be focused on. And the second big one is really creating content, whatever platform you decide to use or platforms that really speaks to that person. When I find someone stuck in how to leverage social media and what to post and all of those things, I t- it typically comes back to they really don't know who they're trying to reach. And when you don't know who you're talking to, because let's remember social media is a social platform. These are these are ways for us to connect with other humans, right? And have a social interaction with them. And so you have to know who you're trying to talk to, what you're going to be saying to them, how you're going to really reach into their hearts and their minds. And when you do that, when you really know who you're trying to serve and reach, and you know what their struggles are, what their fears are, what their desires are, your content flows. It just flows because you know. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. And I, I, a, a lot of my clients groan <laughs> when I say, all right, let's talk ideal client avatar, because I feel like they think that they've spent a lot of time thinking them through. But then when we kind of dig into it, maybe there's still a lot of missing pieces. Oh, a hundred percent. In fact, I, I say, honestly, Allison, that it is the like cornerstone to your business. Because if you think of any big brand that is out there, they spend a lot of money to really understand their ideal market, right? Their ideal person. It is no different. And it's, I would say it is even more important for for the entrepreneur, the online entrepreneur, the um, online business owner, because you've got to stand out. How are you going to stand out in the market in the crowded online space if you don't know who you're reaching? And so the work here is so 
important. So I will back you up on that. And I will say that (laughs) it's actually an iterative thing that doesn't stop. Yeah. I like to constantly be asking questions of my audience, of my ideal customers, so that I really understand their biggest gaps. Because our goal as a business owner, right? Obviously, we're doing what we're doing to serve, to grow our business. And we're trying to get someone that like doesn't know who we are or what we offer, but has an issue we're trying to solve and move them all the way to, you know, raving fans. In order to do that, we need to know what are they really truly struggling with and where do they really want to be? What is that transformation that we can give to them? And the only way you can do that is to really get deep and not at that surface level of your ideal customer. I mean, you got to you gotta dig in and really understand who they are. What's a tip you can offer that would help someone to create content that really speaks to that person? If they're like, well, I think I'm doing that, but I, I'm not sure. Like, how, what's, what's something that you do that you feel helps you to create content that really speaks to your people? Yeah. So the number one thing is really um, almost having categories, if you will, of the things that I know that my ideal customer is either struggling with, is on their mind on the daily basis, you know, or the, the things that they want to achieve and accomplish, right? What is the, what is their desires? And I have literally kind of a list of topics based on those things, right? So I almost say, you know, you draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper. And on the left-hand side, you think about your ideal customer, your ideal person, and you write down like where they're currently at. What are the what are they thinking on the on a daily basis? What are they struggling with? Do they have fears? What are their thoughts? I mean like getting down to that level. On the right-hand side, you write down where they want to be. What will their life look like? What will their business look like? What will change in their life, you know, if they have what they want, what you can give them? And really listing out what are their thoughts and lifestyle or business outcomes, whatever it is that you're providing. What what does that look like on the right-hand side of the paper? Right there, that gives you kind of like the blueprint for what your content is going to look like because you're going to come up with categories that you're going to always be talking about, teaching on, inspiring on, showing a vision for when you have that blueprint to really guide you. And it the funny part is, Allison, I find that you once you get to that level, you almost like you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have so much I want to share." You know, the content really starts to flow because you're so in alignment from helping that person go from the left-hand side of the page to the right-hand side of the page. Mm, I love that. And I imagine that's super good for your brand because then you get you start to get known for these categories. Yes, nice. absolutely. And that's the, that's the other big thing, right? You know, the uh, another misstep that I see is not being consistent, right? So we will do something, throw something out there. We'll be trying something on Instagram or trying something on LinkedIn or wherever, you know, you're, you're focused on and whatever platform. And you try it for a week or two weeks and you don't feel like you're getting the traction. And so then you stop or you pivot and 
instead of just sticking with it, because mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of the things that I see when it comes to social media and just marketing in general is that you almost have to be so repetitive, <laughs> like so repetitive that you almost are boring yourself, right? Because you're like, didn't I just talk about this? Yes, keep talking about it. Because people, you got to remember, this is the other thing, right? You could have whatever many followers or connections or whatever on whatever platform, only a fraction is seeing whatever you're putting out there in that given moment. It's sad. It's true. We have to just deal with that <laughs> and know that we keep showing up with this, those same core messages, the same core you know, content over and over again and reuse, reuse that content because most people in, that are following you didn't see it. And those that did, I can guarantee you they need to hear it again. That is such good advice. And I think it is, it's something we hold back. We're like, oh, I did, I posted that once three weeks ago and I, I can't do it again. I, it kind of hit home to me. I, are you familiar with, uh, familiar with Donald Miller and story brand? Yes. Yes. So I'm a huge fan and I just finally broke down and took his workshop, right? Cause he's doing it online now since, co- since coronavirus it used to be, you had to fly to Nashville, Tennessee, and I have kids. So I just never could kind of make it work, but now he's doing them online. So I took it. And I realized as he gave his shtick, I've heard his shtick in various and sundry forms, maybe a dozen times, but he's such a good speaker and it's so compelling and it's so good. And every time I hear it, I learn something new that I'm like, I'm like, wow, he just teaches the same content over and over and over again. And people just want more and more and more all the time. (laughs) It's the truth. It really, really works. When you think about raving fans of any, like it's the same thing right? Every once in a while, there might be some kind of newness, but it's people are raving fans because they know what to expect. They know that they're going to learn. And honestly, think about it. We need to hear things like what, seven more than that times, you know, for things to kind of sink in. And if you're trying to attract your ideal customer, they're not even a raving fan yet. You really got to be consistent and repetitive so that they begin to remember, oh, that's right. Allison's always talking about this you know what? I need help with that right now. I'm going to reach out to her. And that magic happens. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's actually so much less work for you. You're not continually creating new content all the time. Exactly. You got it. Exactly. And my favorite thing, my favorite thing that happens is when, you know, I'll have a new follower on Instagram and they'll have watched my story and I get a message and the message is, uh, I felt like you were in my head. You know exactly what I'm going through right now. And I am so glad that I found you. That's when you know that like, you are, you know, doing this the right way at that level with your avatar, right? Because you do know what they're struggling with. And then when your content is aligned to that, that's when magic, I mean, you go through that no, I call it the no love and trust factor because I feel like in this crowded space that we're in, it has to be no love and trust versus no like and trust. And when you can really dial your content and messages in a consistent way to your specific person, that's the magic that starts to happen. And and it literally lights you up when you feel like you've just helped someone just with your free content. I love that so much. When I, when I get a a, com- a compliment, really, I find it to be very, like, it's one of the best things, the best feedback I can receive 
from clients is I felt like you were in my head or I felt like you designed this just for me. It's like the most rewarding thing that I, that I, of the feedback I, I received. So I love that. And it's by intention, right? It's by intention because you did it for them because you knew what they were, what they needed. And that's so, so important. So Julie, I love this. So the listener of this podcast is a spiritual or a soul guided entrepreneur who's really in service to their people. And a lot of those folks, and certainly I was there for a long time too, we resist social media because it's salesy or spammy or I don't know, or we get just get overwhelmed. What advice do you have for people who feel a little resistant to it or overwhelmed by it? I love this question so much because it's all about perspective and mindset. And here is what I'm going to say. It's a choice to feel overwhelmed by it. And it's a choice to look at it as salesy and all of that, right? That's just a choice. I like to say, we have this gift, okay? I look at social media as this incredible gift. And I looked at it that way before we went through and are going through this pandemic and this pretty significant change in the world that probably isn't going away anytime soon. If anything, more and more people are going, hey, wait a minute, we can work from home and it's working. Companies are going to be going, um, they can work from home and our businesses are still growing and we can cut some costs, right? So like, this has changed a lot of things. And so I felt this way before the pandemic, but now it's even more important. Life has changed in terms of whether it's networking events, whether it's going to different actual physical events to meet new people, right? To meet people that you might actually then be able to help and they could be your clients and customers. Social media is a massive gift for us to be able to, without borders, without limits, connect with our people. And if you have a serving heart and you like want to show up and help people, you know, we started the conversation before we hit record that like I'm on a mission to help women, you know, create side businesses so that they can have some more freedom and choice and happiness. Like if I didn't have social media, how would I reach thousands of women that I want to be helping? I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be able to, especially now. So for me, I like to look at it as a gift. I like to change that mindset and be thankful and grateful that we've got these platforms that will connect us to the people that we, we can serve as long as we know who we're serving and we are serving up incredible content. If you are giving, giving, giving in your content, then there's nothing salesy about that at all. It's a great way for people to literally, you know, just become a raving fan. So that is my biggest piece of advice when it comes to social media overwhelm is look at it with gratitude and as a gift because it is the way that you're going to grow your business in this new world. Mm, that is such a good piece of advice. I love that so much. And so I, I think it brings us nicely to the next question, which is really we're talking about here is social media and creating human connection. And I think the listeners of this podcast are quite interested in human connection. So how can entrepreneurs make over their social media to create this human connection. Yeah, this is so important. And there's really like two big things I would say on this. So it, again, it's it's social media. It's not a billboard, right? So it's not like we just post content and then hope and pray, you know, someone's going to see it and like it and maybe we get a comment on it, right? That That is not how we need to be looking at it. We need to be 
architecting our content so that you're starting with that human connection. So one of the big things that I always say is, again, you know, kind of reiterate here, you got to go back to who you're talking to and what your core messages are and how you're trying to help them. And then the key is, even if it's a picture of yourself, and I really highly recommend that even if you're shy, you know, don't want your, you know, your picture out there, all of that, try to get over that because that no love and trust factor is so important. And so you, even if it's a picture of you doing whatever practices that you do, whatever your, your business is, if maybe it's a picture of you in motion, doing something, yoga, whatever, that caption below is critical and it shouldn't be I, 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 I want people to really think about using those captions to get into the hearts and minds of their person. It becomes things like, imagine if, right? So let's say for me, I post a picture of myself and it's me on my computer or something and I'm smiling and I say underneath it, instead of like, I'm so glad that I you know, started a side hustle and left my 18-year corporate career, you know, because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I could probably, you know, get someone inspired by that maybe. But what if instead I said, imagine if you could walk away from that cubicle, from that day job that is just, you know, draining your energy and instead find purpose, passion and, you know, profit doing something you love. Boom, like totally different, right? So when you get into, when you literally put the hat on of your person you're trying to help and you start to write even just your captions in that way, that, that's where the human connection begins. The human connection begins literally in the in how you say the words, whether it's in a video, whether it's in a caption, because it's about them. It's not about you. It's about them. So you're always painting that picture for them. You're always making it about them. Even if you're using yourself as a, an example, or you're showing that you went through the journey, whatever that may be. So I think that's a big, big one that I would say. The second one is... I see a lot of people posting, but they're not taking it to the conversation. And that is where the human to human connection happens. And that typically happens in the direct messages, private messages, messaging on LinkedIn, whatever platform you're on, take the time to connect. So every new, every new follower actually message them. That is a soul that has decided to give the first yes to you, which is to follow you, right? Or to connect with you on LinkedIn. So if they're giving you that first yes, thank them for that. Start that human to human connection right in the DMs. And that's where the magic of social media honestly happens is in the actual one-to-one. You're doing the one-to-many when you do the actual post. Although again, get those captions to go into the hearts and minds of the individual. But then you're doing the one-to-one inside of a message and you start with that. You start that conversation. If they commented on a post or they just started to follow you or they said, you know, come, they reply to something on a story, respond. Make sure that you time block you know, time in your days and weeks to be able to make that human to human connection, because that's where the magic happens. Yes. And I think this is such a good, it's a good strategy for all people who've been in business for uh, two days or 20 years. And I think it's super helpful for those who are on the newer side of the entrepreneurial game and they don't have Facebook ads converting and they don't have money for a a marketing manager and they just, you need to get started and you need to get started getting yourself in front of potential clients. And this is a free 
and easy way to do it that only costs you time. You got it. And that's the thing I always, and I always tell people like, you know, you're going to go through different seasons of your business. And I will have clients that will tell me like, oh my gosh, like this is like a lot of work to, you know, be finding my ideal client on Instagram following them, having them follow me back, getting into the messages and moving the conversation forward. And I said, yes, it is, but it's gold and it's necessary, especially in the beginning as you then grow your business. Now, the next season could be you ended up getting a bunch of clients that way, your your business is growing. And now to your point, now you can invest in a marketing intern can actually do that work for you, right? So you you got to think of these seasons. And in the beginning, it is the, I look at the, the following and the messaging and all of that stuff to be the old kind of like belly to belly, you know, um, sales, you know, uh, work, right? The old door to door almost, right? Like, hi, you know, like, you know, going door to door, ringing the doorbell. It's like, you have to do that belly to belly in the beginning. And it's just done virtually and it's done in the DMs. But eventually, you don't have to be, you know, doing it. You can have a team that's helping you to do that, but you always got to be bringing in new leads. And there's, for me, I, I do Facebook ads now and, and they're great, but they still, even after Facebook ads, wherever you're sending them from the Facebook ad, you still need to bring them into human to human connection. So like one of the things that we do is as someone comes into my Facebook group from an ad, you know, that's less warm than someone that's coming into my Facebook group because they came from Instagram. We had a DM, you know, uh, back and forth and I invited them to my group. Totally different, right? So inside of the Facebook group, the very first thing that we do is once we welcome them in, we tag them in a welcome video so they get to know who I am, what what this group is about, you know, really welcoming them specifically. And so that human to human connection always go the extra mile no matter what phase or season of your business you're in because it will pay off is it more work yes does it pay off like immensely that is so good that is so good i remember when i first got started and i was really struggling um and i'd read uh, somewhere that a woman a photographer was not getting any business so she wrote a list of 100 people and she just reached out to 100 and said, hey, I'm doing the photography gig now. If you need a photographer, let me know. And then once she contacted all those 100, she contacted another 100 more. And you know what? I started doing that. And it, that's just another form of what you're talking about. This yes. is actually a much better way to do it. Than, and I really believe that that reaching out, like once I got to my list of 100, I'd write a, a, another 100. I really feel like that is what got me off the ground. Yeah, oh, there, no question. It's. I think I've heard now from several, you know, very successful online entrepreneurs that if everything went away in their business tomorrow, how would they grow their business? You know, what would they do now? Right. Every single one that I've heard answer this question is, uh, I would get in on social media platforms and be in the DMs. I'd be connecting with my person, get into the messages, and have something like a Facebook group or or something that I'm I'm actually bringing them into that's mine. And it's like these are like some of you know the very 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 successful. Gary V even said it like I would he was I'd be in the DMs and I would be you know doing that work, making the list of a hundred. I mean that is. Like I, I always, you know, you also had a, a career pr prior to entrepreneurship and I always go back to business basics. So I was in a Fortune 500 company, you know, got my MBA, did that whole thing. And 
when I got into the entrepreneur space, I was a little surprised that some of the business basics kind of were like not being talked about, right? You have to constantly bring in new leads into your business. Always. Like that light has to always be on. And so what is your strategy for new leads? What is your strategy for nurturing those leads? What's your strategy for converting them into sales? And then how do you deliver incredible service you know, to those clients, right? That's Those are the four pillars of any business anywhere at any time, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we have to do the same thing. Now that, that getting new leads, the bigger your business gets and you can pay for leads, then great. You could pay for Facebook. You can use Facebook lead, uh, ads. You could use LinkedIn ads. But in the beginning, when you, you know, don't have the money to invest there, you still got to bring in new leads. And there's no better way than what you just described, what I've been describing. You've got to get into the leads. You've got to time block. I would time block an hour a day of doing that if I was in that first year of building my business. Julie, this is all so good. And it really is just really gold, I think, for someone who is in the early stages of building their business. So I would love to segue to personal brand. How do you think we can leverage our personal brand for authentic business building? Oh, God, it's like one of my favorite topics because it's, you know, knowing your person is like one of the cornerstones. You, clarity on who you are and your personal brand is the next one. I mean, that's huge. And would you say that most of your listeners are, are solopreneurs? Yes. For the most part? Okay. For the most part. Yep. Okay. So even, this is this is huge, right? There are some people that, you know, maybe they have a product, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, they, they have a salon or they have a boutique and maybe, you know, it, it's bigger than just them. But I recommend for even them, like you need to have your personal brand coming through. It is critical element for any solopreneur. If you're a service-based solopreneur, who you are, what you're about what your beliefs are, what you are, you know, just so you have such strong convictions around, that is what people are going to be attracted to. And I always say that if you don't have a, if you don't have a clear personal brand and mission and all of that and your beliefs, you're going to come off lukewarm. And lukewarm in the online space really doesn't work. <laughs> lukewarm does not work. You need to stand out. And to stand out, you got to get strong on your personal brand. Now, yes, you gotta get personal hot, brand right? can be like, <laughs> you got to get hot. And you know what? You got to get like, hot. Yes, personal <laughs> brand, you got to have like, you know, consistent colors, consistent fonts, a consistent look and feel. Yes, that's a given. That's not what I'm talking about. That You do need that when it comes to your personal brand because you want people to recognize, you know, your colors and get kind of a sense and feel from you. And that even, even your colors and your fonts and things like that can actually say a lot about who you are. But let's put that aside for a minute. I really mean getting so clear on who you are, what your mission and purpose is with the business that you've created and really nailing that down. And I even say like, I, I, I like people to write this down, like their story kind of like you're just about, talking about Donald Miller, right? I mean, your own personal story is actually going to be a very important part of your social media strategy. Because as you come up with those uh, content categories for social media, like 
at least two of them should be about you and your journey and your beliefs and what you stand up for and believe in, because that is how you're going to get more of who you're trying to attract to really connect with you. So you want to get into, you know, kind of your own journey, you know, because often, I mean, let's be honest, often our ideal customer is a version of us, whether it was like a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. And so when you can craft your story so that you become so relatable, you become like the vision of what someone's trying to aspire to, that's personal brand. And that creates that no love and trust factor that gets someone to go from cold to customer with you. That is the, the glue, right? That is the glue. And, you know, a great example of that is, you know, when I talk about my story, I, I continuously say, you will, everyone will hear me say probably like over and over and over again, that I was a former Fortune 500 VP of marketing, you know, left to pursue entrepreneurship, you know, blah, 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 right? I have my little like lead in. That is huge because the person I'm reaching is in a cor- probably a corporate job, in a day job she's not loving. So when she sees what's possible, right, because I'm sharing my story, She's automatically connected to me because she wants to know, how did you do it? How did you do it? I want to know more. So working on that personal brand is as important as working on who that ideal customer is. And honestly, they tend to be intertwined. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is such, this is so good. So give us please some top tips for creating a personal brand. Yeah. Well, here's the big thing. So, and I kind of like to use the same letters all the time. So C, I love to use the uh, words that begin with the letter C. So clarity, you want to get total clarity on your story and your ideal customer as we've been talking through this episode. Super important, right? That's been kind of the main theme. But here's the next one, certainty. I want you to have such certainty in what you're bringing to market, what you're offering, the transformation you can offer your clients, and that you know, and that you will be successful in doing so. Right? You've got to really dig into that certainty because that energy comes through in your post, in your videos. When you are so certain, it's amazing, right? When you have total clarity on who you're trying to serve, and you are so certain that you can help them achieve what you, you're trying to help them achieve and what they want, it's like, again, magic because they're buying your belief because they don't have it yet, right? They don't have that belief yet. So when you're certain and that's coming through, and that takes a little bit of work, to be honest, Allison, especially for someone that's just starting out, I, I hear all the time, well, I, you know, I, I really, I don't really, I haven't had a lot of clients yet, so I really haven't gotten them that transformation. I'm not really sure. I always say borrow the belief of your own journey then first, if you must, because you know it works. It worked for you. So lean on that until you start developing those client testimonials, the results with your clients. But getting into that certainty is key. And then the final one is consistency. I watch too many people do the work. They'll create the personal brand. They'll have the nice colors. They'll have the fonts. They, you know, they, they, they know who they're trying to reach. They've got the, you know, the, the storyline down, the messaging down, and then they give up five yards from the goal line because none of this happens overnight. It is so rare. It is like the, the mystical unicorn. Okay. It does not happen overnight. It takes showing up and doing the work 
And I always say, show up as if you had the 10,000 followers already. You got to show up like you already do. And when you do that consistently, it will break through. You'll have, I find that there's no overnight successes, but there are breakthroughs. So you'll have people, I'm, I'm an example of that, just continuously showing up and working and working and working on my business, doing the right set of things. And then all of a sudden, I felt like the floodgates opened. Right. So it's not overnight success. It was a ton of work showing up, doing the posting, creating the content, giving value for free, finding your ideal customer. Doing that consistently is the magic. So clarity, certainty, and consistency, you're going to be in good shape. I totally agree with those tips. And it's something I work with my clients on to help them develop their signature offering. So that offering that brings all of their core gifts and really it's that thing that they're known for helping. And it's normally, I work with a lot of people in the service-based industry. So it's usually a lot of their own personal time. So we want to put a high price tag on it, right? All the things. And people who are on the beginning of their journey and don't have tons of clients and tons of feedback and testimonial, they really struggle with that certainty. I struggled with that certainty. Like, what what am I offering people? Like, how can I get specific so people understand? I feel like when people are looking to invest in a product or a service, you know, they want to know that it's a smart investment. So if you can tell me specifically, super specifically and confidently what I'm going to get, I'm going to be more likely to invest. So do you have any tips for people on the more beginning side of the journey who aren't really sure what they don't really have that certainty yet? Yeah. So one, I, like I said, I would make sure, do you, do you have that evidence in your own journey and now you're teaching it to others? Because if so, borrow that for sure. If you don't though, and, and I love that you're teaching a, a signature offering because I think when it goes back to that certainty and that consistency, I mean, my goodness, I, I think that's another misstep that I see entrepreneurs make is that, and I, I can say it because I made it too, um, is like trying an offer doesn't, you, you feel like it doesn't work because you like launched it once or you told, you know, you, you put it out there once. It didn't have the results that you wanted. So now you keep changing your offering, changing, changing, changing. You confuse your market. They don't really know what you're offering. So staying very consistent on kind of what you're known for, your signature thing is huge. So I love that you're teaching that. I think that when you're first starting out, the, the one of even if you don't have the testimonials yet, when it's not a business outcome, right? So if you're not helping someone to make money, and so if you say, hey, if you invest in my program, you know, I, I'm gonna 10X your, you know, your business growth. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Okay, I'm gonna put the money in because I'm gonna get money out. When it's something that doesn't have kind of that tangible money impact, my my biggest recommendation is that you're painting the vision of what their life will be like, what their thoughts, their lifestyle their, you know, their day-to-day, their dreams, like you're, you're selling that transformation. What I see happen often is that, especially if you haven't had those results yet, because you're brand new, you haven't had those results with a client, people tend to talk too much about what they're getting in the program for the money, right? It's like, well, you get these many modules and this coaching session and you get, and it's the stuff always be talking about the transformation. What changes in their life if they work with you? If they're going to give you this money, what is going to change in their life? 
that is the focus. And it's got, you want to be painting that picture and to almost to the point where the money doesn't matter because they're like, I want what you're telling, what you're telling me you can, you can help me achieve. I'm going to give you the money to do that. Right. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing I would suggest too, and I've seen this done. I did this a couple of years ago and it worked really, really well is, you know, either you take on a first couple of clients or if you're in a group program or group setting, you kind of do like a, a little bit of a beta program. This is really good if you're just, just, just starting out. You want to build that certainty. You want to know that what you offer is going to create that transformation. You can do something where maybe you are starting, you know, at a lower price point, but you're actually working with your beta group or beta clients with that understanding. People love that. I, I, my original beta clients, some of them are still in my paid programs because they, you know, they loved being a part of the beginning and they loved being able to, you know, share in, you know, the feedback and they loved being kind of that guinea pig in the beginning. So there's different ways to be able to do that and, you know, build that certainty and that belief in, you know, what you have to offer. Super, super good advice. And I have the same thing. I've got a client I'm working with right now who was one of my very first clients. And I have notes from our sessions from 2015. I love <laughs> you it. Because she's gone away and come back. And it's really satisfying. You feel like you really know that person and you're really on a journey with them in their lives. So I love that advice. It's so good. So Julie, I always ask my guests to leave our listeners. And then once I ask this question, I, I want to know how people can find you. But before we do that, please leave our listeners with a challenge. Ooh, yes. Okay. Well, since we were talking about it, I, I would love for you guys to either make that list of 100 or whatever your platform of choice is, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, I want you to go and connect with a 100 of your ideal customer. Now, people will say to me, how on earth do I find my ideal customer on Instagram? It is so simple, it's ridiculous. Think of your ideal customer. Who is she following? Who is she, like what, what bloggers or influencers or coaches that are doing what you're doing? What, go, go and see who's following them. I guarantee you, your person is there, okay? So you are going to go and find and connect with a 100 of your ideal customer or make a list of a hundred that you may already know that you can reach out to, or, you know, that hundred could be people that maybe they're not your ideal customer, but you're going to ask for a referral. That is where the gold happens. And so that is uh, my challenge. Julie, please tell our listeners who want to connect with you, how they can find you. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Instagram. I love hanging out there. I, you know, talk with everyone in the DM. So Julie Ciardi uh, on Instagram and you can check out my podcast. It's Ignite Your Side Hustle. And I would love to be having Allison on there as well. So I'm sure we'll be collaborating on that as well. And it's, uh, it's just been a blast being here. Oh my gosh, I would be honored. And I have loved, loved, loved this. I have learned so much myself because I'm kind of like, hmm, like, yeah, I can do a little bit better with my own social media strategy. Like really <laughs> yes. super good advice. I love, love, love the back to basics. Super great teachings. I love your style. And if you're listening and are digging on Julie the way I am, hop on her stuff, get in her social media, get in her online world, and we will leave all of the links to find her in the show notes. Julie, thank you again so much for taking the time to share your wisdom. Truly grateful for you and all the amazing work you're doing in the world. Oh, thank you so much, Allison. Likewise. 
like to thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you tuning in. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be so, so grateful for that rating and review. Just take a few seconds. And this is how more people can find us. And if you'd like help calling in your ideal people, then be sure to download my free PDF guide that reveals the five visibility blockers that are preventing your ideal clients from finding you. Your offerings are too important to remain invisible. So this guide will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download the guide on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.